You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 24 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. I feel like I'm yelling right now. Am I yelling? No, you're not doing the Wolf Blitzer thing. Wolf Blitzer yells. <laughs> Breaking news! This is Wolf Blitzer I'm... in the Situation Room, and I have no idea why I'm yelling! For I have this breaking news. <laughs> yeah, I think I think CNN should change its name to Breaking News because they they have lost they have lost the ability to discern well, what is truly important. I know. Well, anything that has happened since the president was inaugurated would have been breaking news, but it just happens every day. Exactly. It should be broken news, is what it is. Boom. 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 Um, the explosion. Hey. The explosion. Let hey. me just uh, let me just officially Amen yes. Corner big mazel you. Oh big thank you. big mazel on the bat mitzvah. <laughs> the it was wonderful. She was it wonderful. Was, she made me so proud. It was it was wonderful. <laughs> I was quelling. I no, was quelling. Thank you. It was No, yeah, it seriously, was awesome. she rocked the house. It was awesome. But, I mean, for our long-time listeners, yeah. first of all, the long-time listeners are probably thinking, wow, the youngest one had her bat mitzvah. Like, they're, they're getting old. <laughs> we have one but more. For the true, we remind me as bat mitzvah. We, well, and right. we're we at your me as bat mitzvah. And Laura looks at me and she goes, we got to start doing stuff for me as bat mitzvah. And I was like, oh, we just had so Maddie's bat mitzvah. You're so oh. screwed. Anyway, go ahead. But, but for the long-time listeners... Everybody who's been listening, especially since season one, knows that Stephen <laughs> is one of the world's renowned Hagba doers. <laughs> the Hagba, for those of you who don't know, is the, uh, the act of lifting the Torah scrolls once they have been read. Now, this it used to be a cause of mild concern slash panic <laughs> to Stephen. Because I think he, season he, one, he episode dropped, two. Yeah, he almost dropped the Torah at his nephew's. No, no, no! It was at my in-laws' synagogue on high holidays. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's why you were trepidatious before your nephew's bar mitzvah. But your sister, your sister had full faith in you, and that's when you started your training training. regimen. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And 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 so we had two. It was a special Shabbat this past weekend, so we actually read from two separate Torahs. Two tours. We had two opportunities to do Hagba and to potentially drop the Torah, <laughs> which is a big, which is a big no-no. So Stephen, much to my honor, no, my honor. Uh, well, it was my honor. honor, really my was. Honor. It's, it's everybody's honor. But you, I, I asked you, and you, you, you so graciously accepted to lift the second Torah, which, by the way, I made sure. Was the lighter. I'm not saying easier, harder, but <laughs> no, it was. It was. Let's just say it was in your wheelhouse. Let's just say that the guy was he. Who was the guy who was like going out and picking out people out of the crowd who like you guys had identified to take part in the in the service? Was he just like the head of the brotherhood or something? No, that's his role. In okay, the well, service is like so he he came up. He found me and whatever, and yeah, he said, it "Wasn't so hard to and, find you." 
Well, I was. I I pointed well, I, you out. You should have just said the, the the guy talking in the back because Efron and I had an ongoing conversation throughout the whole service. You were not. You're not the only one and, talking. Um, and he said, "Don't worry, it's the lighter one." <laughs> he, he looked you up and down. He's like, "I said, no, yeah, no, no, man. I've been doing my hogba training. I got it. That's right." And um, you sent me a picture. I guess that morning, the day, or the before, day before, was my last, my last day session of hogba training with the workout, the workout with the dumbbells, the, the kippa, um, and my and my my bar mitzvah talis. I mean, yeah, I, I would say that we would post that picture, <laughs> but I don't want to cause any more anti-Semitism <laughs> than already exists in the world. But it was needless to say, it was a hysterical picture. Um, and it showed Stephen's commitment to training. I could actually hear uh, the music playing in the background. I believe it was, um, it was if I were Fiddler, a rich man. Yeah. It was from Fiddler. Yeah, that's, that's your my, workout that's, music. That's my hot workout music. Now, yeah. I will say, yeah. I will yeah. say that you know there really is a business opportunity here because yeah, go on. especially go in, New on. York, in New York, you know it's it's a it's a Jewish city, very Jewish city. It, now, obviously, not a major. It actually, it, it actually has been referred to as Heine Town. <laughs> yes, if it I'm was not in fact referred by Jesse Jackson as Heine Town. That's the Reverend, the Reverend Jesse, Jesse Jackson. Jackson. And um, so there's a lot of hogba that's going on in the there city is. on any on any, on any given, given Saturday. There's hogba going on, and there are some ringers like your friend Ian, who is totally he picked up the heavy one like a pro. I was Ian has been doing this since high school, actually right, middle school. So, I mean, he's no, no and, and 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 Dave and I were like, oh, dude. That, I got a little nervous when I saw Ian do it because I was like, man, yeah, he did. Ian is but, a pro. And, Ian went pro at like yeah, 16. Yeah, he went pro. And then I got up there, and I will tell you <laughs> that your yeah. rabbi was like this awesome hogba coach because he's like, all right, <laughs> pull it down to the end, bend your knees now, big pull, big pull, and I was like, so then. When we were talking <laughs> over just... locks the next day, by the way, of which I had too much and I'm still dehydrated, but it was like yeah, butter. but it was good. Good. It was good high quality, quality locks, um, not this Costco locks that we have here. Nothing, nothing but the best oh, for baby. you, my friend. And so we should have Hogba gyms. We, we should sh- start oh. the Hogba gym. A gym. Fiddler's so Hog- like... Moisha's Hogba gym. Tevia's Hogba <laughs> gym. And. And we, you, can, we can open the first one in and Grand have, Park. And, and we have like a reasonable – we don't use dumbbells like I used in my regular hog by training. We get things that okay. aren't Torahs but that are shaped like Torahs of various Ooh. weights. And we have these bimas around the gym and we have – we and you know you can have rabbis come in or gabbis or whatever the guy who was who uh, who ordered yeah. his thing and be like the hog by trainers. So people would pay money for that, especially like a guy like me, right? You know, whose buddy is asking him this great honor would never say no, but is like, holy crap, I really don't want to drop this, this Torah. And so like, you know, I think this is, this is a great idea. It's an idea whose time is hot by Think about, think about the possibilities here. (laughs) Think about. The juice bar (sighs) in the hot by gym. Little man. You can get a shot. You can get a shot of borscht. (laughs) You, right, like a, you go to a gym now and they give you like grass juice for protein yeah, or wheat, wheat, wheat grass and yeah, we'll give you a shot of borscht <laughs> with like a little bit of protein like curried, infusion. Like curried gefilte in it? Oh, oh my god. And dude, you can charge a premium for that stuff. 
Dude, hog by training. Tevi is hog by gym. And we just have the soundtrack on on a toe loop the whole time. Telling this is a gold mine. We can mint shekels. We can mint shekels. (laughs) I think I'm going to create a Spotify playlist. For the Hogma Gym, and I'm going to post it. Well, on we can put Neil Diamond Facebook in there. Page. We can work Neil Diamond in there. The Jewish Elvis. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's such a good oh. idea. But you well. know, as long as we're working Neil Diamond in there, we also have to work in Diamond Day. Well, and right. Off into that. The Jewish kid from LA makes good. <laughs> Originally from Indiana. Indiana. His Nana kept kosher. His Nana. His na- his, not no, his, his Nana. Not his parents. Oh, his his Nana. Nana. Oh, I thought you said his no, Nana. No, no, no. Nana, like, Nana kept kosher. Son of an, yeah, a Jewish ophthalmologist in L.A. What's the most really Jewish... What, what do you think is the most Jewish Van Halen song? You stopped me. I Hold think on, Ice Cream Man. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. I think... I think it's I like think Horns so many Little of the Jewish songs kids. are so... Um, are so not Jewish. There aren't really a lot of no, Jewish No, I'm telling you. I think Ice Cream Man. Big time. Yeah. You, you know, you remember that song on Diver Down, Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now? Yeah, yeah. There's a little clarinet. <laughs> like, like Klezmer? <laughs> it's, little, it's a little, little bit like Klezmer. <laughs> but I don't think any of their catalog is what you would, what one would call particularly I know, Jewish. But... Except, except Hot for Teacher, of course. <laughs> I just think like the kind of, this weird period where we're going through this Me Too moment, the number of Jewish men who have been uh, caught up in this. It's just, I think Ice Cream Man makes sense. I don't know. Uh, why, why are you linking Ice Cream Man to the because, Me Too Because you know, you know what movement. it's really yeah, about. It's not about <laughs> it's, it is, it is It is not about the good humor man. It's not fudging the way. <laughs> it is not about that. You got to go listen listen to that song. (laughs) Wait. If you let me cool you one time, you'll be my regular stop. Uh, Oh, interesting. (laughs) But he says I got pudding and bananas, (laughs) Dixie cups, all flavors and push of I'm your ice cream man. Stop me when I'm passing by. Stop me when I'm passing I think it's a very Jewish thing. Anyway. All my flavors are guaranteed Guaranteed to to satisfy. satisfy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You see, I just thought it was about ice cream. Look how naive well, like, I am. I'm so it was naive. Like I, you know, in addition to Van Halen, I have a Frank Sinatra playlist. And oh. one time I'm walking along and I'm listening to that song, you know, Come Fly With Me. And I was like, this is not about travel and flying. <laughs> They're not going to Paris? No, is that the... that's not what it's about at all. What, what Which, is it about? Uh, come on. It's, the, <laughs> it's about the same thing as Ice Cream Man. It's about, it's about ice cream. <laughs> Isn't every freaking rock song about having I sex? No, I mean, come on. Yeah. The whole genre was created for horny teenage boys to get laid. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. What? That's the only reason. Pour some really sugar exists. on me. Isn't about like a quaint Saturday morning like pancakes <laughs> fest. <laughs> It's not about pouring extra sugar on your frosted flakes <laughs> so you can get that real, that real big sugar rush when you're seven no, years old. I guess that's not what it's about. So, all right, listen, one of the reasons why I'm mm. so giddy and ridiculous, it's I'm really pissed off. Oh, that, that, this is how you <laughs> No, I just like, this off? is the way I'm dealing with it because like I knew uh, it was coming, but whatever, my taxes went up. 
But like a lot. That, that is not no. good. Wait a minute. I thought there was a big tax uh-uh. cut. I bet Robert Kraft got a $7 million tax break, not Stephen Cook. Do you think Robert Kraft wore oh my off God. His, his, his rub and tugs? What's going on? I think Robert Kraft wrote off his rub and tugs. You think? Stephen, oh, answer the phone. It's a pri- You know what it is? It's a private caller. Just answer nah, the phone nah, nah, and nah. hang up. I don't even know why we still have a landline. I, I think it's inertia. I think it's the exact same thing. How much does your landline cost you? I'm sure it costs nothing for Verizon to provide it, but they are extracting a significant amount of money from me. To have it, I gotta. But if I, I give I it up, I'm sure my my everything. TV and internet will be the same. So, whatever. I, I gotta cut the cord from everything because they're just stealing they're, our money at this just, point. Well, anyway, like, speaking of stealing our money, money, so so as before, we were so rudely interrupted by some spam call. Yeah, because nobody really calls on the landline <laughs> anymore except my, my mother. mother. My mother. My mother. My mother is calling me. Can you help me because uh, my computer isn't working? Anyway, that's exactly right. Do you think that Robert? Do you think that Robert Kraft wrote off his visits to the massage parlor on his taxes? <laughs> you know I'm laughing. You know what I'm laughing because I was going to say the same thing. Oh really? Because you know he did. Oh my! I will not pay retail for this rub and tug. And I'm going to write it off as a medical no, expense. No, seriously, dude. I'm so – I can't believe it. My taxes went – I mean I knew what, it was coming. Raise I knew taxes? it was coming because it was – I was targeted. was going to happen. I'm, I was targeted. I'm in a certain You're income group in a blue in state. Class. I was completely targeted by the Re- exactly. Republican Control Congress. Exactly. Right. I was told that all tax is theft. Is that true? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I heard on the Fox Did News channel. I was told that all taxation is theft <laughs> and that I should, on principle, not pay anything. Uh, but you know what? We've discussed I that. I think you should do We've that. We've discussed that. We've discussed that if we offshored our money to lower our yeah. tax, uh, lower our taxes, base. our base, yeah. that the two of us would get arrested in under five minutes. Yet, oh, yeah. there's, there's a large group of people who just do this routinely. And, right. well, and they're like, like prominent joke, members right? of society. And then the president of the United States. If you owe the bank, if you owe the bank ten thousand dollars, you're in trouble. But if you owe the bank seven million dollars, they're in trouble. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like we're all screwed. We're all little people. We're little cogs in this in this big big machine, and and we're getting ground to to bits. That's the bottom line. I mean, I. Think about this is significant, right? Like you have a significant tax hit. I'm taking right. a significant tax hit. Like this means less money in your right. pocket, less money to right. spend on the things that you the, were normally the spending. The only them good on. news. The only good news is that I overpaid the state of Maryland. Um, which yeah, they should write you that should return check. Yeah, I'll see headache. it in like <laughs> next year or something. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I was. I w- you know, this is what I woke up to. I think my accountant's been up all night doing people's returns. And so I got up, like, bleary-eyed, went downstairs, checked my phone, and there was an email from him. And he's like, hey, here it is. Here are your numbers. He said, it's a little different from last year. <clears throat> yep. You th- do you think that people are going over to their accountant's house to punch <laughs> no, them in the face? No, no. <laughs> and you know what? 
I, I, he's such, he's a great guy and has been you know terrific. I, I, how could anybody blame the accountant? You have to blame the people who are responsible. Well, it's Paul the same, Ryan, it's the same thing. The Republican controlled yes. Congress, and Steve Mnuchin, the President of the United States, and the Republicans who for forty years have been creating, have been embedding a narrative in the minds of the American people that tax cuts lead to economic growth and thus greater tax receipts. And it's not yeah, true. No. It's not the trickle down theory it, has been disproven over there, and there, over. There's and actually over a again. proper balance of taxation that we you know, during the during the Clinton years, we had yeah. and Clinton raised taxes and we had spectacular economic growth over the course of a decade. Pre- and, and a, a surplus. surplus. George W. Bush came to office, he said we have to cut taxes to grow the economy, and we cut the taxes to grow the economy. And we didn't grow the economy, and we didn't have so greater tax receipts, and we spent like crazy. Here's the question, but here's the question: When we keep doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same exact results, how come nobody ever says, "Well, maybe we should stop doing that"? Right. They just don't do yeah. that. You know what else has recently gone up? And I don't know if you've seen this because um, you don't live in New York City. Do you know that there has been a three dollars surcharge added to all? Taxi, Uber, Lyft, via all rides. So we took now. we took one taxi. We took a taxi yeah. from our hotel on 79th Street to yeah. the location of the Mia Bash, and it was probably fifteen. It bucks. was more than I expected because of the three dollar surcharge. Three dollar surcharge, right? So this goes back to when I asked you if you were going to punch your accountant in the mm-hmm. face. Um, I, I've been asking. I don't take cabs regularly. No, we only take that one because we walked like 40 blocks just during the right, day. Right, no, no, I get it. But in general, I try right. to avoid yeah. taking why taxis you, in New York City. Why would you be in a car in New York City? No, but I, in, the, in the few times that I have, I have engaged the drivers in conversation right. about this increase. And I've asked, like, well, what's going on? Like, what kind of feedback are you getting? He's like, you know, people are angry at me, but I'm not the one who gets the $3. I said, you don't be angry at me. You go talk to the governor, right. is what one right. guy said to me. Like, And he's right, obviously. Like, he's, Their business is actually suffering because fewer people are going to take taxis. The tips are going to be right. lower. Well, well here's and the thing. It, everybody, everybody gets hurt. And the elite don't really care. They don't use the subway. They don't use the taxi. Anyway. They, I mean, they may in their, you know, in their, you know, in their, Town cars or whatever, they may be in more traffic because there's so many Ubers on it. But but they yeah. don't understand how dilapid or they understand, but they don't care because they don't have to use it. I think it's other people like when uh, just keeping it in New York City when upstate New York legislatures legislators oppose yeah. uh, increased funding for the MTA. Uh, they're like, well, my constituents don't use it. And so right, but they don't exactly. understand how New York City is actually the economic engine of the rest of the state. Like if you live in wherever well, they, the hell they, New they York, you're, you're benefiting from the economic activity in New York City. They they might understand that, but they don't well, like it. You know it. what really and pisses funny, me off though? It's that those one really percenters who live in Scarsdale and when right. – years ago when, when Lauren and I were living in the city and they were going to institute congestion pricing – between 96th yep. Street and I guess, I don't know, 23rd or something like that. 
And it was all yeah. it was all the like Westchester County legislators who were like, our constituents are not paying another eight dollars to come into the city. And it was I was like, I'm sure all those guys in Scarsdale can actually afford that stuff. Well, that is very true. It's Never funny that, that you say this. It's funny that you say this about the people living outside of New York City who are dependent on New York City, because I was having a conversation on the way to school yesterday with Mia about this very same topic, and she said, unprompted, why doesn't New York just break away? (laughs) Right. Like, why doesn't New York City just break away from the rest of the state? And I said, you know, they, there have been many calls for that over the years. She actually said, why does it become its own country? Because we're so much more tolerant here right. than in other places. Like, why can't we just be our own country? I'm like, well, you know, it's not, it's well, not, you not know what? easy. I and, had she's really like, and then she's like, she's like, wait a minute. Is that treasonous what I just said? I'm like, well, it could nah, be treasonous. Nah, 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 nah. But you know, she's on to something. I had this conversation yeah. with... Uh, the extraordinarily talented photographer who took photos at Madeline's bat mitzvah, who's actually uh-huh. like a well-known photographer who happens to be a, a family friend. Yeah, really? he's taken some – actually, you know the photo of Mike Tyson and he – I think he's punching Evander Holyfield and, then, and just like the spray of sweat. There's like this famous photo of that. He took that photo. Yeah. Um, he cool. also – he took – he was a war correspondent. He covered the – Gulf War in 1991. Anyway, he's a family friend, and he was gracious enough to agree to to take uh, to take photos of Madeline's bat mitzvah. Nice. And he and I were we were just you know BSing one day, and he was saying he just I think he'd just been in the city, and he's from he's from the New York area, but there was some tour or something he read, and he said you know New York is really a different kind of country because remember New York was settled by the Dutch; it was New Amsterdam. It was different right. from the Puritans and different from the, the Germans true. and others who came. And there's just a totally different sensibility. I mean, just look at Amsterdam versus other parts of, of Europe. Um, uh, you know, it, more, more tolerant. Much more tolerant. Right. And, and so yeah, so more I think liberal. she's, you know, yeah. she's on something. I, I don't know. That's an excellent point that I think does not get considered nearly it was enough. A, but it was a wonderful weekend, not just because of, of Mia's and yours and Michelle's mitzvah, but we got yeah. an opportunity to spend you know significant time in the city with the kids, and it was wonderful. It was, it's like being in a a, 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 a world unto a foreign country. unto itself. Yeah. You know. We weren't in a car for forty-eight hours, except for the taxi yeah. ride after the after the, the bash. Um, we and the girls, the girls had fun. They had, they had a blast, and you know, just yeah. aside from all the things that they had a blast with at the mitzvah, we you know we walked, we shopped, we did all kinds yeah. of fun things. It really is a it's really a different place from most of the rest of the country, which is why politicians run against it. Remember Ted Cruz with New York Values. But anyway, we're getting away. Yeah. We're getting away from the core. The core issue here is that people like us, people in New York, people in blue states, were purposefully targeted by the U.S. Yes, government because we don't because we don't vote right. for the Republicans. We're I mean we're the ones who are subsidizing everybody else's lifestyle, and we're the ones who get vilified. And it's not you know what you were saying about Ted Cruz and New York values is is spot on. This is why you can bash New York. Meanwhile, right? meanwhile he shows up in New York to raise money. I, with his beard, or I saw him. I saw him a couple of years ago in Penn Station. We were on the same train back to DC. What was uh, Ted Cruz doing in New York? He wasn't getting Don Pepe's pizza in Penn Station. He was shaking the cup. So 
He these guys run the against New York values, yet they, they right exactly. Did I ever tell you about the time that Mike Pence came yes. to an apartment? Yes, in my tell it, that, that's yeah. nutty. It, it was, was like bad. one this one group of right, Ayatollahs meeting another group of Ayatollahs. This was right before the election in 2016, maybe a month and a half tops. And there's like Secret Service camped out in our building because Mike Pence is coming to raise money at somebody's apartment. And they were all Orthodox Jews welcoming the bigoted right. and the bigoted Mike Pence. Right. The anti-gay, anti, you know, he's a he, anti-everything that's not a Christian right. fundamentalist. He's he's, but he's well, a Christian I guess he brother. Likes all fundamentalists. He's a Christian yeah. brother. Exactly. He, he's a member of the Christian it's brotherhood. Really, it's, that's true. It's extraordinary, and that's what you know. There's this kind of, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of talk about impeachment, and it's starting to roll down the hill. Your congressman Jerry yeah. Nadler is Jerry. Jerry. Didn't the president start calling him Fat Jerry? Oh. I think so. The president should anybody, be called right, anybody exactly. fat. So, but you know, okay, you know, I, I think the evidence is now coming into view of the president's many serious transgressions. Myriad crimes. He may <laughs> deserve to be impeached and removed from office, but that's no panacea. In fact, in ways you can make the argument mm, it's worse because so true. Pence will restore a kind of air of normalcy back to the White House. We won't have this kind of craziness tweeting the insanity and so on and so forth. But he will pursue an agenda that is similar or crazier than I totally agree with you. President. I totally agree with you, but I want to ask Go. this question because I've given this some considerable okay. thought. I totally agree. Pence would be a nightmare. Right. But would he attract the same rabid following that Trump uh, that Trump has. That's the question. Would they put him up on this pedestal that they that they um, well, wish I mean, they place Trump? Isn't he the true you know the true believer? So I think that there would be at least within the evangelical community, there would be. Yeah, but I feel like he doesn't have that same you know intangible attraction that crazy, stupid people have well, for Donald Trump. Well, yeah, I think, there's a certain, I think there's a certain non-evangelical Trump supporter who just likes the kind of middle finger that... that right, right, exactly. So, I'm going to stick my thumb in right. your eye and I I'm think not that part they, of the, I think, look, if, yeah. if you know, the, the nuclear thing really does happen and, and, and Trump is impeached and re- removed from office, first of all, I'm afraid of what will happen because it'll obviously be seen as an illegitimate... It'll yep. be called a coup and so yep. on and so forth. But getting beyond that... I think that the, wouldn't those people be motivated to really support Pence because of what I think you're right. right. I think you're right about the evangelicals, but again, like, does he have that charisma? Uh, and I hate no, using I the word. He does. No, Trump does have charisma. Look, bad people have charisma. Yeah. Hitler had charisma. Yeah. Should I not have said that? Should I not say Hitler? Are we not allowed to compare well, anything we shouldn't to Hitler? Really compare anybody to Hitler? But you were did, just saying that there are other bad people in the world who right. are charismatic. Did, did Mussolini? What? Did Mussolini yeah. have that kind of charisma? Yeah. yeah. Did Pol Pot have I, that, that kind of know. charisma? Yeah. Uh, uh, bring it up to like date. I, um, Turkey's President Erdogan, tremendous charisma. Tremendous yeah. charisma. Bibi Netanyahu, yep. charisma. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah. you know. So I don't think that Pence has that. And I, for that reason, I think you're right. He, his policies are actually, would right. be worse. They would be worse because he is retrograde as they come. 
But I don't think that he would have that rabid no, following. I think, that, I think you're probably right. And that's, I think that there are people who are in the administration now who are calculating yeah. that if Trump does not win in 2020, that they yeah. will run in 2024, despite the fact that traditionally the vice president would be the lead, the, you know, the former vice president yeah, would be the yeah. leader of the party and the obvious, you know, one heir apparent, right? Yeah. And I think that there, and, and, you know, the perfect example of this is Mike Pompeo. Yeah. Oh, I, he, I think, you know, I think, think it's been a kind of an open secret that he has presidential yeah. ambitions and he's, he's going oh. to Iowa to give a speech to explain to the American people American foreign policy. Come on, man. I would like for somebody to, from the administration to explain American <laughs> foreign, foreign policy right there. It's whatever Trump feels like when he wakes up. Nah, on it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it does if you think that he's receiving considerable subsidies <laughs> from, let's say, the, the Saudis or Russia. Uh, if you think that his ultimate goal well, is I to guess destroy our alliances I, with the West, then that's a foreign policy. <laughs> but it's sort of like a shadow-hidden right. foreign policy. It's one that's in the background that is hinted at, but is not articulated. Dude, this, all the, this conversation, I mean, we have just a couple minutes left here based on our own timeline, but we haven't even yeah. discussed Michael Cohen. I mean, oh I think God, the whole thing right. speaks for itself. There was, there, was nothing, there was nothing really new that I learned. I mean, I think that the... The questioning that the, – the line of questioning that brought to light that he was doing these funny things with, you know, uh, undervaluing his right. properties for insurance purposes and so on and so forth. That was something new and I think that's a new line of investigation. But this just who, confirmed mu much of what up. we already knew. And I'm sorry. Michael Cohen is just not a sympathetic character. Maybe he's doing the right thing. Well, Maybe as Elijah Cummings said, this is his road to redemption. He's still a scumbag who went around 10 true. years – being an enforcer, not even a lawyer, being an enforcer, basically threatening people who crossed his boss. I mean, this, this is, is like this a is, bad. He was like a mafia captain, right? This is like a bad sequel Good. to Godfather Three, which was already a, a bad right. sequel, right? Or this is like the continuation. He is a mob right. lawyer. That's what he is. Right. And okay, when you when when Trump himself refers to Michael Cohen as a rat. What does that term? <laughs> Who uses that term other than freaking mobsters? <laughs> I mean, when you refer to a, a guy who has turned on you as a rat, like rats are informants, generally speaking, yeah. right? They're the ones who are now cooperating with the government to inform on your illegal behavior. Oh, we can't trust him because he lied to Congress and he's going to jail. Who authorized him to lie <laughs> right, to Congress? Right. On whose behalf was he lying to Congress? How come nobody is nobody on the Republican side is talking about that? <laughs> oh, can you explain to me why it is that you lied to Congress before? And okay, and now can you tell me are you lying to us right now? Maybe. But this sounds a hell of a lot more plausible than the bullshit he was told to say the right, last time right, around. Right, right. So I don't know. Like when you can look at people and watch their testimony and in hindsight see that they're lying <laughs> through their teeth. I mean, I, I'm, I'm serious though because this is really hard for me to get my head around. How do people sit there with a straight face and just completely tell a falsehood? Like you a complete, not even a little I, I bit listened, of a lie. I, I, I listened to it. It was in the – 
Cohen's testimony was the background music one day in the office. <laughs> and what was interesting was that none of the Republicans actually contested any of his allegations. They weren't even interested they in what he had to say. They just you're a liar and you, own, you didn't get a job exactly. at the White House and you're, you're pissed off about it. But they did But, it, you know, because everybody knows these are the things that Donald Trump does. Right. It's like, does anybody think, like, no, it's not possible. Right. It's just not right. possible. Nobody's even questioning right. that anymore. And now it's back to Wolf Blitzer <laughs> breaking news. I'm Wolf Blitzer. I have more breaking news for you. <laughs> All right. On All that right. note. <laughs> everybody calm down now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. We'll see you all. Have a great week. I guess I guess that we're means out. we're out. We're out. <laughs>